Hello there. Uh, today is Tuesday, March 16th, and uh, it's Commissioner in the car, and I am back in the car. Um, so uh, what does that mean? That means that the Onondaga County Board of Elections is back in the office. Um, you know, we never closed down our office during the entire pandemic, uh, except for the two-week break that we had <laughs> because of the COVID outbreak uh, during uh, last year's uh, absentees. We have been in the office and had public hours throughout the entire pandemic, which is actually going back to a year ago today. Um, was uh, the first case of COVID that came out in Onondaga County was today that we knew about. And um, today is when a year ago, things started going weird. Uh, and in that last year, uh, we always had three or four hours of open office hours last spring and also um, the uh, uh, and then you know also we had um, you know this last uh, January we went back to a schedule where we had three days at home and two days in the office for everybody in the office um, and uh, that was working really well, but now uh, March 15th, all county employees have been asked to come back to the office, and uh, uh, so we're back. Um, and uh, um, you know, we're we're still open 8:30 to 4:30, and we're still uh, you know we've been open 8:30 to 4:30 uh, since last May, uh, and uh, and before that we were open for four hours a day. So we have not really stopped here at the Board of Elections and continue to work. Uh, to get things ready for this fall. Uh, and what's going on today? Well, today are village elections. Uh, the village elections in March are today, March 16th. Um, and there are four villages in Onondaga County having elections. Uh, Jordan, uh, Fabius, Skinny Atlas, and Manlius. These are the villages of those areas. It's Skinny Atlas and Manlius and Fabius are also towns, but um, it, it's the uh the uh um the, those villages are inside those towns are the ones having elections today um and i, I see some questions being posted i'm going to get to all the questions at the end of commissioner car because i want to get through a couple of things so village elections uh have the option to to have elections in march or in june or in november five villages in onondaga county of our um, 15 villages have moved to November elections, uh, but the others are scatter shot between March and June, and, and they don't always have elections every year uh, because their offices are two to four years. So this year in March, uh, today, village elections are happening in uh, Skinny Atlas, Fabius, Manlius, and Jordan. Um, when they happen not in November, uh, the village has the option to run their own election or ask the Board of Elections to run the election. Um, we only run the Manlius Village election in this cycle. The other three elections are run by the village clerks. Uh, we don't have anything to do with that unless they ask us to come in after the fact to audit the election. That's the only thing that we have to do with it. So polling location, poll hours, candidates on the ballot, all of that is done by the village clerks. Uh, in Manlius, we did do everything, uh, um, nuts to bolts. Uh, so, you know, petitions, uh, machines, ballots, all of that. 
Uh, some of the villages use our machines. Some of the villages uh, use paper ballots um, as well if we don't run their elections. Uh, polling hours are determined by the village. Uh, the one in Manlius uh, today is 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, that's not because we run it. That's just always been the village of Manlius polling hours. The polling hours are in Skinny Atlas um, uh, and Fabius and Jordan are uh, are noon to nine today. So uh, and now we will be posting the results of these elections on our Facebook page of the Manlius election. Uh, the ones that are uh, in Fabius, Jordan, and Skinny Atlas, you have to go to them for those results. Um, to the village clerks. We don't have those. We won't be posting those results. That's up to the village clerks of how they want to post those. Um, so uh, that is what's going on with the village elections. David has a couple questions in the chat. Um, and uh, um, what do the one house budgets have for them in for election reforms? Well, good. thanks for asking. Yes, uh, last couple days, the one house budgets have been out for the New York Senate and the Assembly. Uh, in the Senate, um, both of the, the budgets are really good for the State Board of Elections. They're fully funding some programs, or maybe not fully funding, but funding at higher levels than they have in the past. Um, the Assembly budget for county boards has a capital funding, uh, and the, uh, the uh, Senate budget has a aid to localities funding uh, for expansion of early voting. Um, so there's good news in both budgets. It would be best if both of those things go through and be part of the final budget uh, that that is passed on April 1st. If both of those things go through, then once again, uh, the state will be helping the county boards um, pay for expansion of early voting and more technology uh, to do other things like absentee ballot ca you know, counting and that kind of stuff. So... It's really hope, I really hope that they will uh, pass both those. It's up to the, now it's up to the, to the governor's office the, and the uh, both houses to negotiate those in. So if you are, want that funding, if you want your elections funded um, in, a, in a proper way, or in a more proper way anyways, call your local uh, state representative and the governor's office and ask for the election funding to be part of the final budget. David asked me, is it a good decision to bring everyone back to the office? I'll tell you, it wasn't my decision. Um, I'm here, and I'm going to honor the decision that uh, is made. Um, but uh, it wasn't my decision. Our original plan was to bring people in next week for the petition filing period, but really start phasing people back in mid-April after um, people had a chance to get vaccinated. The the public employees just started to be able to be vaccinated. And, um, and you know, obviously you have to get an appointment and then you have to get two shots and then you have to wait two weeks after the second shot. My second shot is until March 25th. So um, it's a concern. Uh, we're gonna do everything we can to keep people safe. Um, we're doing temperature checks, we're doing uh, everybody has to wear a mask when they're not at their desk. Everybody that comes in the building has to wear a mask. Uh, we're doing the best we can to keep people safe. Um, 
you know, I'm going to leave it in the hands of the county health department. I, I, you know, I assume that they have signed off on this uh, since this was a directive from the county executive. And um, that's all I can do. Uh, you know, I, I, I could not get agreement to, to, to phase in. So, it, you know, we have to have two commissioners agree on things here. And it's just me. So, uh, you know, on, I'm wanting to phase, so we're back. And uh, we're going to make it as safe and, uh, and, and for everyone as possible. And hopefully, um, you know, I know many people in our office are getting their vaccine or are waiting for it. So I hope that we can uh, avoid what we saw last year. We don't have a lot of public traffic coming in right now, so it's really just us. So it's on us to keep each other safe. We have a standing mandate that if somebody doesn't feel well, they should be working from home. Um, and we still have the work from home options for that or childcare issues that come up because of COVID are still there. So we, you know, we're, while we're back in the office, we do have way more liberal policies about working from home than we did last year during the, during this time, because we invested in secure laptops, um, and, uh, uh, you know, equipment to be able to have, uh, have workers work from home. Um, and so we're working on that. Will there be another online portal for absentee ballots this year? I, yes, I believe there will be. Um, uh, there, there's a couple of bills. I believe they've already been signed. Um, but uh, we are planning for an online portal for absentee ballots this year. Absentee ballots. Well, we don't even know who's on the ballot. <laughs> so absentee ballots probably won't be available until about 45 days before the election. Um, the election for the primary is on June 22nd. So we are going to, uh, look into that. Um, you know, and, and we believe state board is planning on running a, a portal this year. They're running a portal right now for the village elections. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, well, it was right now. It was a couple of weeks ago it ended. But uh, they were running a portal for the village elections. I believe they're planning on running a portal again for the local elections this year. And COVID is a valid excuse till the end of the year. Uh, and then at the end of the year, um, uh, at the end of the year, uh, you know, hopefully the no excuse absentee uh, ballot proposal will pass and we will have uh, no, you know, we won't need an excuse for an absentee. Chris asks, does the capital funding and the assembly proposal mean bricks and mortar money to help you make polling places more accessible? I don't think so. Um, that That's usually from the federal uh, money. Um, and uh, that is... Uh, uh, that is not, uh, that is not ready yet. Uh, I don't think it, none of the federal money in the Build Back America Act, uh, has to do with elections at all. It's just direct aid to the counties. And then it's up to the counties to decide whether they want to, um, you know, make whole some of the election departments in them. So, or the state. So, uh, I don't believe so. But the aid to localities money that's in the Senate budget is a wide open, uh, budget that could uh, help make some of these polling places more accessible. David asks, will there be an online portal for voter registrations this year? I believe the target for that is next year. Uh, I think it's January 1st is when uh, online voter registration is uh, supposed to go into effect in 2022. Um, and there's automatic voter registration as well. Part of the automatic voter registration bill was to push back the date a little bit because we were in the middle of the pandemic 
when it was signed. I think it may have been pushed back till the end of 2022. I, I will have to look into that, but no, it won't be this year. Uh, it definitely won't be this year. Um, okay, uh, can I explain the county settlement with BOE employees, re, RE back pay? It's not just BOE employees. Um, this is, uh, and, and is a settlement won by the CSEA union uh, and uh, their employees on comp time. Uh, however, it did affect BOE employees um, because for years we were told by county administration that because there was no money in the county OT budget for elections, that any overtime that we spent had to be paid out in comp time. It, we did not get an option uh, from the administrations uh, to do that. In 2017, I started to demand that at least in our draft budget, uh, that uh, we would have money in the overtime uh, lines um, so employees could get paid. Um, I didn't always win agreement from my co-commissioner on that. In 2017, I did. In 2018, I did not. In 2019, uh, I did. And in 2020, I did. So uh, there was money in our draft budgets for overtime um, so employees could choose. In each and every one of those cases, uh, the legislature uh, or the county exec, because after it goes from the draft from the Board of Elections, it goes over to the county exec, and then the county exec submits the budget, and then the legislature changes the budget. So it, it, one of those two steps, the, either the county executive, and I believe the county executive did it in 2017, and the legislature did it in 2019 and 20, uh, they removed the overtime funding in the Board of Elections budget. However, what had changed was in 2019, um, we had a meeting with the county uh, and, uh, you know, and it was a new administration and we were told that, yes, um, employees did have a right to uh, choose overtime. And um, I, you know, we made sure, you know, we, we argued that the contract st said that it should. Uh, our employees argued it. I argued it as well. And um, so we devised a system to allow the employees to play, pay for it. But of course, once again, it wasn't in the budget. And then what has happened over those years is that our county employees have built up tons of comp time in our department because of our mandatory overtime. We have mandatory overtime around election time to get all of the voter registrations done uh, so we can meet our targets. And if you look at our website, on the statistics website, you can see the number of forms that have increased quadruple over the last three to four years. So we had more, but we haven't had more staff. In fact, we're the lowest staffed uh, board of elections in the state at one for every 19,000 voters as opposed to one for every 9,000 voters. Uh, that is, um, uh, you know, the average throughout the entire state. So that leads to a lot of overtime to be able to meet the needs. And as you saw in Oneida County and other counties, uh, you know, we are under a, a mandate to get this done and there is no choice. We have to do it. So I argued along with my employees and along with the union that uh, they should be have the option to be paid out um, out of their comp time. Uh, and uh, that decision in 2019, we had some extra money in the our 103 line that we wanted to move over to pay out uh, the comp time and it didn't, um, it didn't happen. We weren't allowed to do that. There was directive by the county exec that because there was a 
ongoing grievance that there would be a hold off on that. And the grievance was finally resolved. And, and I believe the employees are going to be um, paid out. And now the ones that have large amounts of comp time, and that's a good thing. Uh, we, you know, we did put in a funding request for 2021 for overtime. It was reduced. Uh, it was not eliminated entirely. Um, and uh, but uh, you know, in 2020, we spent a lot of money in overtime, but we had some grants that that probably won't come back. So we were able to offset that money with there, and it didn't hit the county uh, lo locality. But because we are mandated to get the job done and we are mandated to spend to get the job done if we go over budget on our overtime line it is what it is we're gonna we're gonna do that to get the job done and david also asked a politician recently claimed that hr1 was written by the devil can you comment on this odd claim i can't comment on any odd claims like that i will tell you that hr1 may be our last best host for saving our american democracy with a hostile Supreme Court um, for voting rights who don't believe that there are issues out there uh, with, um, you know, legislators shortening early voting times, eliminating early votings in, on Sundays. These are state legislators in other states. It's not happening in New York. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, attacking vote by mail, attacking ballot boxes, attacking all these things that resulted in not only the highest turnout of a presidential election in our generation, but what every expert says was the most secure election in our generation this last time. Um, and they're using the big lie that Trump is, has done about claiming the election was, uh, a, you know, was stolen from them to put in place things in place that will, um, that will restrict the rights of voters because those voters are voting Democratic. And, um, and, and, and that, you see that in Atlanta, you see that in Georgia, you see that in Pennsylvania, you see that in Michigan. In some of these areas, you have Democratic governors that are going to stop it. In other areas, maybe not. And that's why we need HR1. HR1 needs to be passed. We need to either eliminate the filibuster or modify the filibuster if the Republicans won't come along with us on this. Because it is that important. It's about saving our democracy and making sure that everyone everywhere has an equal right to vote and not reliance on a state legislature that is hostile to voting reforms. So I hope H.R. 1 gets passed and I hope we end or uh, or change the filibuster to do so. Well, that's about it for me today. Uh, um, tomorrow I'll have a wonky Wednesday for the town of Lafayette. Uh, so check that out. On Thursday, I'll be talking to County Comptroller Marty Masterpole. His first time on my Zoom with Zarni. Uh, we'll be talking about the state of the county budget, what the bill, what the uh, rescue, American Rescue Plan is going to do to help the county, and his first uh, year and a half in office here. Um, you know, under one of the most trying circumstances, I'm, I'm sure. And uh, and then on, uh, of course, uh, you know, this Sunday I have my Sunday seminar about uh, ballot, uh, um, you know, turning in ballots, which starts next week, and also challenging those ballots. So if you're interested in that, um, join the live Zoom call by going to the event on my Facebook page or uh, wait for the broadcast later that night. 
Um, I hope you're all well. I hope you're all safe. Uh, please wear a mask. Uh, uh, I left my mask in my in my bag in the back, but please wear a mask when you're going out. Um, please, uh, you know, still stay uh, safe and as much distance as possible. We're hoping by July 4th we're going to come back, but we need everybody to go out there and get the shot if you can get the shot and help us all out by getting as many people vaccinated as possible so we can all be together this summer in a way that's more normal. All right. Bye-bye.